Welcome to the Centro Church Podcast. To find out more about Centro Church, please visit us at centrochurch.com.au or download our smartphone app today. Uh, the first verse that I want to have a look at uh, is found in the book of Luke chapter 18 and uh, we'll read from verse 1 down to verse 8. It says this, One day Jesus told his disciples a story to show that they would always pray and never give up. There was a judge in a certain city, he said, who neither feared God nor cared about people. A widow of the same city came to him repeatedly saying, Give me justice in this dispute with my enemy. The judge ignored her for a while, but finally he said to himself, I don't fear God or care about people. It's a pretty self-reflective judge. Uh, But this woman is driving me crazy. I'm going to see that she gets justice because she is wearing me out with her constant request. Then the Lord said, learn a lesson from this unjust judge. Even he rendered a just decision in the end. So don't you think that God will surely give justice to his chosen people who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will grant justice to them quickly. But when the Son of Man returns, how many will he find on the earth who have faith? And uh, I want to, I find that last verse, I guess, sentence really interesting. Uh, because uh, if, when Jesus is coming back, uh, you would think that he would say, uh, like, be pretty specific in terms of what he's looking for in his people when he comes back. You'd think he'd, this is his one opportunity to be, uh, you know, in terms of communicating to his disciples that would then communicate this to the rest of the known world you'd think that he would be pretty measured in his words. And, and his words, he doesn't say, will I find morality when I return? His words, his words are not, he doesn't say, will, will I find great services when I return? Or will I find great worship music when I return? He doesn't even say, will I find air conditioning when he returned? And uh, again, I'm offended by that. So, um, you know, put that on your email. But he, he says this, he says, will I find faith when I return? And and, and, for, and not just faith, but faith like the woman in the story. The, the woman who refused to give up day and night on this judge's case, trying to get justice. And, and, and I wonder, you know, in terms of my life, I, I wonder, will I have the faith that Jesus is looking for when he returns? Will I be a person that Jesus is like, well, that's the kind of faith that I'm looking for when I said, will I find faith on the earth? And I'm not talking about salvation in, the, in this regard, but I'm, what, what will attract Jesus to me? And, uh, and, and faith, I think, is, is becoming a bit, it, it's taking a bit of a back seat. But I think that now more than ever, we need to be people who have persistent and, and just dogged faith. Uh, I think that we need to be people that are so pumped up, we're so jazzed up, ready for what God is going to do, such is the expectation, such is the level of expectation of faith in our hearts. And, and, and I think that, you know, we, we have the, this, um, the statement, people connected, communities transformed. That is a faith statement. Um, you know, we, we just don't, it, it, I'll give you the opposite, nice services. That's what the opposite of a faith statement is. See, we are actually about people being connected from the city of Ipswich, from Collingwood Park, and then the community being transformed. That is what we are about. That, and, and, and that should be our focus. It should be our faith statement. God, I am prepared 
today. I'm excited today to see what people I'm going to connect and how the community is going to be transformed by what you're going to do through me. And, uh, and faith has to be the power department of the church. It has to be the engine room of the church. The church will not advance. The church will not take ground. The church will not expand without faith. And, uh, you know, we can have, and we're incredibly blessed to have just great messages and great preaching. But, but unless we actually take that, apply it, and then build our faith, then it's just, just going to end up here. And, and I really, and for me, I really want to be a person who is just so passionate, so pumped to see what God is going to do. Not, to, not just today, tomorrow, the next day, the day after that, the day after that. I don't want to be somebody who just wakes up and, you know, 6.05 or, or whatever the clock says and goes, okay, well, what do I need to do? I just need to make sure that this gets done, this gets done, this gets done, this gets done. No, I want to be somebody that's passionate about what, what part of heaven is going to happen today. What, 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 what God moment is going to take place in my life today? What God moment is going to take place in my workplace today? What am I going to witness today? And uh, I, I want to be so excited, almost, you know, wetting my pants in terms of what God is going to do. And, uh, you know, if, if, if we want the church to die, that's great. Just sit there and, you know, we can just listen to each other, high-five each other, go out for coffee afterwards and, you know, we're done. Uh, but, you know, if, if we actually believe that this is the church that, that God wants, it's the church that he's called to reach the nations, it's the church that he's called to reach Ipswich, and uh, it's, it's the church that he's called to reach Collingwood Park, it's the church that he's called to reach the people in your university, in your workplace, then, then we need to be people that, that every day we're just excited. We're just excited about what God's going to do. Let's be people of faith and when when Jesus returns whether that's in our lifetime or whatever let him be attracted to just the expectation and the passion that we have and you know faith for as as many of you would know uh is defined in the book of Hebrews in what we call the faith chapter uh in Hebrews 11 uh I'll just read the first three verses it says faith faith is the confidence that we hope for sorry faith is the confidence that we hope for will actually happen. It gives us assurance about the things we cannot see. Through their faith, the people in days of old earned a good reputation. By faith, we understand that the entire universe was formed at God's command, that we can now that, that what we see now did not come from anything that can be seen. And, you know, that's very much what faith is. It's, it's the substance or the confidence of things not yet seen. And uh, but, but faith, to kind of bring it down, is... And I just want to kind of throw this out there. Faith is saying, heaven is going to invade earth. God is going to invade earth. God is going to invade my situation. God is going to touch my situation. God is going to touch where I'm at. And, uh, and essentially, faith can be summed up in that. And, uh, you know, we need to be asking ourselves, what am I expecting God to do? How is heaven going to break through today? What, 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 what am I going to see of the unseen take place today? What, and, and, you know, we need to believe for more miracles. We need to believe for more people saved radically. We need to believe for greater influence in terms of the community, not so that we might boast, but so that we can actually see the church that Jesus created, the church that he said to Peter, I'll build on, on that rock, the church that you know, he loves and, and he, he, he died for to see it expand and to see it grow and to see it, it become everything that it's been 
called to do. And faith is what allows us, it's the tool in which we're able to grab hold of the promises that God has for us. And, and you know, the promises might be far and wide and, for, and, and differing for everybody here. And, uh, you know, it was just so exciting to see out at Roma, because uh, that really came from left field. Uh, the church was pretty much, it was at capacity. And uh, there was nowhere for it to move in terms of physically. There was chairs in the aisles. There was people kind of peering over cafe counters just so that they could. And and from left field, there came this incredible opportunity, this part of heaven. God opened up a part of heaven so that the church could expand. And, uh, you know, the the venue that they have is incredible. It's in the middle of the town uh, and it's on a main thoroughfare. And, uh, you know, I'm believing what is God going to be doing in Centro Church. It it, it built my faith just heading out there to Roma because I thought to myself, if this is what God can do for the people of Roma, what am I expecting God for in terms of our our church, in terms of my life? And, uh, you know, we need to be asking ourselves excitedly, what's the question? Where is God going to intervene next? It's the engine room and uh, and, and it's where God is at, at work most is when we actually step out in faith. And I want to have a look tonight at just, I guess, two roadblocks to living out that faith, that audacious, daring, brave faith. And uh, so I want to have a look at those. Uh, Just before we get into it, I'll pray. Lord, we thank you that you have given us the tool to access your promises in terms of faith. And Lord, we just pray Uh, just for an extra deposit of faith, just an extra deposit of courage, an extra deposit of passion and excitement. Lord, to see the city of Ipswich transformed, to see Collingwood Park, Lord, know you uh, in the greatest and most intimate way ever. And Lord, we just pray that you would just position our hearts to be faith-filled and and Lord, passionate about seeing what you would have us see. And Lord, we just pray that in our lives, heaven would invade earth. Lord, that heaven would come down and be a part of our everyday. In Jesus' name, everybody said, Amen. Okay, now this is the part where you have to understand. It's, it's, this has to be revealed by God, and I'll explain why in a minute. Um, I'm a massive football fan, and I love a team called Chelsea, uh, which is, you know, an anointed team. Uh, you know, God actually mentions it in the Bible, uh, if you really look hard enough. Um, but... Um, there's, there's a song, and it uh, came out in 1945, and uh, it was a part of a Rodgers and Hammerstein musical uh, called Carousel. And, uh, and, and so the, the, the song is called You'll Never Walk Alone. And uh, there's a couple of... So pretty much everybody that likes football hates a team called Liverpool. Um, because of their evil uh, that they've done in the sight of the Lord. Um, but so, but you'll never walk alone. Is it's actually a, a song that was written by Rodgers and Hammerstein uh, for the musical Carousel. In, and for those who has seen Carousel, okay, fantastic, um, good. I'm, well, you'll be able to validate what I'm saying. Um, so the the song is actually sung to uh, the female lead when her husband actually passes away. And uh, it, it goes, you know, it, it's talking about walking on and walking through suffering. And then it, it comes back that uh, they sing it at the end of the, the musical when uh, the son of 
the husband that died is graduating and, and the husband actually has a, an opportunity to be able to come and see his son graduate as part of the musical. And so they sing this song, You'll Never Walk Alone, and it's about walking through the storms and the trials. And we've actually, I've actually got it. Um, now, again, this actually pains me a lot um, because I know that Sam and Matt Horsey and Justin Horsey and other heathens that are in the place uh, support Liverpool, but... Um, you know, and, and this really, really does hurt a lot. But we're going to listen to the song. So you can have a listen, and, and then I promise I've got a point afterwards. When you walk through a storm, hold your hand up high and down. the dark at the end of a stone there's a golden sky and the sweet silver song of the love Don't clap. I think um, Justin Horsey's crying. Um, a lot of people without jobs in that film clip. Um, I'm, I'm totally joking. Totally joking. That's a bit of an in-house football joke. Um, I'll read the lyrics. It says this. When you walk through a storm, hold your head up t- high. And don't be afraid of the dark. At the end of the storm, there's a golden sky and the sweet silver song of a lark. Walk on through the wind. Walk on through the rain. Through your dreams, though your dreams be tossed and blown. 
walk on with hope in your hearts you'll never and you'll never walk alone you'll never walk alone walk on walk on with hope in your hearts and you'll never walk alone that's uh the it's a liverpool kind of team song and uh it's what they sing at every game but i actually think in those lyrics and this is why it has to be a god thing because i'd never ever preach anything about liverpool uh, I actually think in those lyrics, there's a bit of a key in terms of how to live a constant walking faith. And, and the, the title of my message tonight is actually called Faith in the Walk On. And, uh, and, and it's, there's a, a well-worn passage of scripture. Uh, a lot of people know it. It's, it's in a lot of movies. Uh, it, it's quoted very, very often. Uh, but I think it actually sums up how to constantly live in a walk-on type of faith. And uh, it's actually found in Isaiah 40, chapter 28, verses 31. And it says this, it says, Have you never heard, have you never understood, the Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of all the earth. He never grows weak or weary. No one can measure the depths of his understanding. He gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless. Even youths will become weak and tired and young men will fall in exhaustion. But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. And uh, I was just studying that particular text, and, and one thing that kind of came out as a bit odd was usually when you're kind of trying to amp people up or rev people up, you start with something that's, you know, it's okay, and then you move to the next level, and then you move to the top level. But this is actually backwards, uh, if you kind of look at it in that way. Like, if, if I was writing this, I would say that, you know, we'll walk and not faint. We will run and not grow tired, and then we'll soar on wings of eagles. But I think that the author, Isaiah, in this case, uh, th- there's a point to it. Uh, because if we want to live a life of faith, then there'll be moments when we're going to soar on wings, of eagle, uh, on wings of eagles. There'll be moments when we'll be catapulted into momentum and, and we'll run and not grow tired. But for the most part, the life of faith is a walk holding on to the promise, holding on to the thing that God has given us and not fainting. And, uh, and so many times I actually, and it concerns me that we're not, developing a faith walk you know we, we want the faith soar constantly and uh and and if we're not able to develop a faith walk then we actually miss out on, on how god wants 90 percent of our life to be walking in the promises holding on in faith to what god has for us tomorrow for what god has for our city tomorrow when, when it when it doesn't necessarily feel like we're soaring on wings of eagles and we don't have the pace of running but but can we walk and still hold on to that faith can we still have that audacious belief that god is going to invade earth that heaven is going to come down and invade that situation and i, I heard, i've heard it explained like this that that god allows us to have eagle moments so that we can see where we're going so that we can see what God has called us to take, so that we can see where we're going to be heading. And, and, then, and then we run and not grow tired so that we can actually get to the spot. And, and there's a bit of momentum there. We can, we've, we've got a, a bit of steam under our belt. But, but the walking 
is, is what we have to do. It's constant. It's moving forward. It's not stopping. And, uh, and, and I think that as Christians, we need to be a people who walk with an intensity of faith that is unrivaled. Because uh, you, don't, you don't need much faith to be on the wings of an eagle. It's going to be pretty cool. You're going to be pretty excited most of the time and, and you can see exactly where you're going. But you need to remember what you saw on the eagle when you're walking in faith. And, uh, and you know, I, I've kind of, I was just having a think about it. And, and you know, there's, there's heaps of people, and I've done the journey with, with a few people. I've been in youth ministry for about 12 years as a leader, which is quite depressing. Um, but... And uh, one of the sad things that I see is people going and, and they'll point at somebody and be like, I'll never, ever be like that person. And, uh, and then through whatever circumstances, years, you know, whatever, they find themselves doing exactly the same thing that at one point they pointed and said, I never, ever want to be like that. And uh, what happens? What, what happens in that period? Uh, I honestly think it's because we don't learn to walk with the faith intensity that we need. And, uh, and we actually find ourselves going, well, I never ever want to be there. But one time we find ourselves here because we don't actually take the, we don't actually take the, the thing that we learnt on the eagle and, and have the same belief, the same expectation as we do when we're walking through the day-to-day life, when it's not necessarily all rosy, when you've got to get up and do your makeup and go to work or whatever it is. And, uh, and I, I think that, I think in, in church... We love to hear about the eagle top moments, and I will always love to hear about the eagle top moments. Now, I love people's testimonies about what God has done and, and what God has shown people. And, 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 you know, we can celebrate the first one, and we'll give everybody a cheer. We'll celebrate the second one, and that, you know, I, 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 I'm fulfilling the destiny. I, I'm walking in what God has done. But very rarely do we celebrate the third one. Oh, uh, you know, I, I'm pushing through. I'm still believing God for that miracle. And, uh, you know, it might be 10 years, it might be 30 years, but I'm still walking with that same intensity. I believe that that is a faith walk that needs to be celebrated. I believe that that is something that we need to emulate, that we need to esteem, and that we need to believe for. And uh, I just want to have a look at, because I don't want to hold you for too much longer, sorry. Uh, I'm not apologizing, but... Uh, two statements that the woman that we read in the first scripture, the, the persistent widow, uh, when Jesus says, well, I still find faith on the earth. I, I want to, uh, I guess, pose two statements that maybe she consciously or subconsciously asked herself uh, in terms of how to live a life of persistent faith in the walking on. And uh, the, first, uh, the first statement that I believe that she had to come to terms with whether consciously or subconsciously is she needed to come to terms with the fact that there has never ever been a day like today to go after what God has given you and uh, I believe that that's a statement that we need to live our life by that there is never been a time there's never been a day like today for us to actually experience to see what God has planned for us to see what heaven is going to do today and uh, I, I believe that it should be the, uh, the belief of every Christian that every morning we should wake up and be like, I, today is the day. Something's going to happen. Something's going to break. There's going to be a power moment. There's going to be something that's faith-filled today that, that couldn't have happened yesterday. And uh, the thing about a walk is it's constant, but it's not moving backwards. And, uh, 
and I love the Hebrews verse because it's not faith is the substance of things reflected upon. And uh, we can't live with the faith of yesterday. And uh, we can't live, like I am grateful for the victories that we've had in the past. I'm grateful for the, the platform, for the, the, the things that have been won in the past. But we can't live in the past. We can't be celebrating what we did 20 years ago today. We need to be celebrating what God is going to do tomorrow. It's the substance of things hoped for, not the things reflected upon. And uh, I'm, I'm all for you know, validating the history that we have and the lineage that we have. It's incredible. But it behoves us to actually move on and, and move forward into what God has. And uh, I actually had to, and like I said, I'm preaching to myself as much as I'm preaching to anybody. I had a moment of negative nostalgia, I've called it, uh, about uh, maybe it was about six months ago. So I run the Youth Alive uh, area for this for the region of Ipswich, and um, we had our, our regional rally where we had about uh, about 600 young people uh, at City Hope Church, and it was just a fantastic night. And uh, I was talking to another director, uh, who's another youth pastor, and I said, and we were just kind of having a general discussion, and um, I said, oh man. I'll never, ever forget Planet Shakers Conference. And uh, Planet Shakers was a conference that kind of went through when I guess Tim would have been youth pastor. And isn't it scary that we have a generation now, like a generation ago? Um, but So Planet Shakers was a conference, and it was a fantastic conference. Uh, God did, did some incredible things. And uh, I was just talking to this youth pastor, and I was like, I, do you reckon there'll ever be anything like Planet Shakers again? And, um, and he corrected me, which is always awkward for a pl- when you're a pastor and you get corrected by another pastor because we're a competitive lot um and so like he goes because i said um i said do you reckon that there'll be anything like like in terms of the magnitude of people that planet shakers had and he goes yeah there is i was like yeah 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 i know um but (laughs) no i didn't i just kind of sat there dumbfounded um but he goes because he said planet shakers probably at its peak maybe hit about 8,000 young people uh, in the Brisbane Entertainment Centre. And he said, you know, we've already surpassed that in terms of the regional rallies. Because as part of Youth Alive, we did a one-day rally where all over Australia and all over Queensland, all of the Youth Alive uh, areas or regions met for one night. And uh, we had over 9,100 young people attend on that one night and uh and for me it was kind of just a massive slap in the face which really really hurt not just my face but my pride um because i'd been corrected by a youth pastor and you know i know that he's going to be telling the other youth pastors how how little faith the guy in ipswich has but you know that's all right i don't care um (laughs) but you know and and i think that we can get so caught up in what's happened so caught up in you know where the heyday was but the truth is that the heyday is always ahead of us and uh, i love what reinhardt bonke says reinhardt bonke is one of probably one of the great uh top five evangelists uh in the world today he said um his son-in-law typical son-in-law said to him oh you know do you think that you'll wind it down and wind it back soon because i think he's about 16 he said no i'm like a plane i take off towards the end like when the runway is kind of finishing i'm going to take off and uh, you know that that's exciting. That excites me. That's a man. That's a man who's living in walking expectation, walking faith. And uh, you know, I, I I want to be that kind of person that is, is looking 
for what God is going to be doing tomorrow and excited about what God is going to be doing tomorrow. See, the thing about Jesus is Jesus actually, uh, when Jesus came on the scene, uh, there was a lot of kind of negative reaction to what had happened. Uh, the Greek empire had kind of swept over the known world uh, before the Romans and the Greek empire had actually spread the Greek language. So pretty much everybody in the known world spoke the Greek language. And then the Romans came and they uh, pretty much took up took over where the Greeks left off and, and expanded their empire, but they built incredible roads and, uh, and connected places that would have been, uh, you know, months to reach. It made them days to reach. And, and so Jesus actually comes onto the scene at the most opportune time in history. And uh, because never before had there been a common language and never before had there been the ability to get places like there had been at that point. And, uh, and, but I wonder, well, like we can see that now in retrospect, but I wonder, did the people at the time go, gee, this is fantastic? Because the Greeks and the Romans did some pretty horrible things. They had to live with some, you know, with some pretty horrible, they were pretty oppressive. And, and, but I wonder, did the people that were being oppressed at the time think to myself, think to themselves, fantastic. This is brilliant because the gospel is going to be shared all over the world. I doubt it. Um, but the chances are we are at the most, opportun- the most opportune time. Today is the day. Now is the time that God wants to do something incredible. And uh, you know, we might not be able to see how great it was in retrospect until, until retrospect comes. But we need to ha- walk on with the belief and with the expectation that there has never been a time like today. There's never been a moment like now. There's never been an opportunity like today to actually see the kingdom of heaven come to earth, to see it outwork in our lives. That's the first one. So we need to live with that statement. And uh, we need to, the second, faith, the second statement that this woman made, whether consciously or subconsciously, is that I am a conduit of faith. I am not the focus of faith. And uh, there's a huge difference. See, faith is uh, faith is is meant to be like we're like to be meant to be like vessels, like a cup that we get filled up with faith, so that we can pour over and pour out. And uh, one of the sad things about people that I, I believe, when they kind of stop on their walk for whatever reason, faith becomes about them. It becomes all about uh, myself, all about uh, my my own comfort, what what I can get out of it, and, and it goes in one of two ways. It goes in either legalism, where it needs to be done this way, it's always been done this way, we need to be doing it this way, and and, and we pick faults in everybody else that's around us, or it goes into license. So legalism, where it's about picking faults in everybody else, or license, where it's about, I'm just going to justify whatever I do, because, you know, it, it doesn't really matter, it's all about me, I become the prime focus of faith. And, uh, and, and so I think that this, this lady actually came to terms with the, fa- the fact that she needed to, well, she understood that she was actually a conduit of faith or justice in her case. And uh, she wasn't the focus of justice, that it was all about her, all about her rights, all about her opportunity. And, and, and I think that so many times, I've seen it countless times where people kind of find themselves and, and they're, 
Christian experience is tied up in themselves. And they will do anything, be anything, but be totally justified in, in, whatever, they're, in whatever they're doing because they're justifying themselves based on their feelings, based on their own desires, based on their own perception. But faith comes from God. And uh, we need to make sure that, that when, we're, when we're walking in faith, that it's, it's not so much about us. Like, don't get me wrong, God actually cares deeply about us. He cares deeply about our wants and our desires, but it was, it was never the intention that we would be the focus of faith, that we would be the focus of, well, it's all about what I can get. It's all about what I can attain for myself. It's all about my self-gratification, my feeling good. There's nothing, you know, Jesus does want us to, to live in prosperity. He wants us to live in blessing, but he doesn't necessarily want us to be the focus of our blessing. We're, we're, we're in the same way that Abraham in the Bible was called, was blessed to be a blessing. We need to be faith-filled people that walk on in faith so that my faith actually impacts the people around me. And then as I move out in faith, the people around me move out in faith and they're encouraged, they're inspired, they're pushed to do something incredible. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to land the plane, so to speak, but I just want to throw out a couple of challenges uh, to, to everybody and then, then we'll pray for some specific uh, things, but I, I just want to challenge you that in terms of tomorrow, because church is fantastic. It's great that we meet on a Sunday, but the church, the true strength of the church happens on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and uh, you know we can we can even if we could pack this building out, the true strength of the church is not how full this is, it's not how great this sounds. It's how impactful, it's, how, it's what we can bring to pass because of what we're doing on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And the challenge that I want to throw out there is, can we be people that wake up in the morning and go, I'm so excited because I know that there's never been a time like this. I might be going through stuff. I might be faced with challenges. I might be faced with things that I'm not sure how it's going to pan out. But I do know this, that there's never, ever been a time like this in my life in my lifetime to see the things of God come to pass. And I believe that, the, that things will just open up, that, that things will just, they will take shape like we'd never, ever seen them before. Because I believe that when you wake up with that or, or, or move in with that frame of mind, then everything looks like an opportunity. But if, if you wake up with, with the, the mindset of, well, whatever will be, I'll just kind of walk by and if something comes across my path, then I'll, I'll pick it up. That, you know, but but when you look with the eyes of faith, everything is an opportunity, and then and, and then just to be able to to ask ourselves the question, you know, am am I acting as a conduit of faith or am I acting as the focus of faith? Uh, you know, it, it's sometimes hard to be self-reflective, but I, I think that if we can answer that question and, and answer it in terms of, okay, well, who am I? Around that can I can impact by my expectation, my faith. You know who's coming across my path. Then, then I think that that would just be incredible. And so, uh, if the musicians could uh, join me, I'm just going to pray for just a couple of people. Um, you know, maybe, uh, you know, maybe you're here tonight, and I'm just going to ask that every head bowed and every eye closed, just so that we can have a time of just reflection and contemplation and. We can have a somber mode and the keyboard can play some nice music. But I just want to uh, throw out the, the question. I want to pray for you. 
Um, you know, maybe you've been doing this journey for a couple of months, a couple of years, but you know, when I say expectation, when I say excitement, when I say passion, that's probably not the first word that comes to your mind. It's probably not the first thing that comes to your heart. Well, I, I want to just pray that, that God will just intervene supernaturally and He'll begin to reignite dreams. He'll begin to reignite passions. He'll begin to reignite something in your heart. And uh, so if that's you, maybe you're here today and, and, and you just, your passion is a bit weak or it's, it's wavering. If you could just shoot me a hand just so I can see you. Fantastic. Brilliant. Thank you. Awesome. I'll... The next next group of people is, uh, you know, maybe when I talk about faith or I talk about Christ or I talk about God, the whole thing is foreign to you. You've never actually taken the chance to align your life with Jesus Christ. You've never taken the opportunity to experience the transformational power of Jesus. And, uh, you know, if, if you're here tonight, I want to give you that opportunity because it is the most incredible decision that you will ever make. It will literally turn your world upside down in a good way. And uh, it will be silly of me to leave this moment go and not give you that opportunity. And Because I don't know everybody's story here, but I do know this, that God loves you and he, he sent his son so that he might have, so that you might have eternal life and you might have eternal life with the Father. And uh, if that's you, if you've never taken the opportunity to align your, faith, your, your life with Christ, then if you could shoot me a hand, that would be great. If not, I'm just going to pray for that first group of people. Lord, I thank you that, Lord, you are the provider of faith. And Lord, I just pray that you would just fill up our faith tanks, everybody here. Lord, that you would just renew vision, renew dreams, renew passion, renew excitement. And Lord, I pray that we would be a people who are known by faith, who operate in faith, who, Lord, wouldn't shrink back, but would operate out of faith. And Lord, we just pray that you would strengthen our faith muscle. We pray that you would give us boldness. You would give us courage, Lord, to dream those things that we might have put to the back burner. But Lord, we just pray that you would just give everybody a new measure of faith in this place. And we just thank you that you love us and that you've called us to make a difference. And we thank you that, Lord, as people are connected and communities are transformed, that we have a greater opportunity to reach the city of Ipswich. And we thank you for where you've placed us. We thank you that there's never been a time like this to impact this city. We thank you that, that Lord, you, you've made us the focus of, of, uh, of your love so that we might operate and impact others in Jesus' name. And everybody said, why don't we just sing and, and just believe that as we sing and just let faith begin to rise up let it begin to stir in your heart and uh and i I really believe that there'll be dreams that'll be reignited there'll be passions that will be reignited and uh you know i want to look forward to the faith stories of people who are walking 10 20 30 years on holding fast to the promise holding fast to the belief that heaven is going to invade earth that heaven is going to touch earth and we're going to see miracles like we've never seen before so